Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. This is the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast, episode number 94. And on this episode, we're talking about what do you do when a launch doesn't go the way you want? What do you do after and how do you bring it back in? So if you've ever had a launch fail or you're right in the middle of a launch that's not going so well, this episode's for you. So stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What is up, hard hustlers? Welcome to another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. Now, I'm pretty pumped for this episode because we're talking about launching. And more specifically, we're talking about what do you do when a launch doesn't go the way you want it to? You know, we hear all these great stories about these big, massive launches and how they go so well and how people make, you know, six figures, seven figures on these big launches. But sometimes it can really kind of creep into our own feelings of self-worth and ability to launch. And the reality is everybody has launches that don't go according to plan. I wanted to start this episode by just giving you some reassurance that a bad launch does not a bad business or a bad person make. Sometimes we really get caught up and we tie the value of ourselves or our business into one launch. And the reality is one launch is not the entire defining moment of your business. And you can have bad launches. In fact, I've had bad launches myself, even in the past you know, few months, we've done launches that have not gone so well. And so I just wanted to start by saying like, look, it's okay if you have a bad launch. What's not okay is to have a bad launch and completely shut down and kind of give up 100%. Instead, 
The idea behind this episode is what do you do when a launch goes bad or what do you do if a launch doesn't go according to plan to kind of reel it back in. So I've got four steps for you that you can take after a failed launch or a launch that you don't think went so well to really help you reel it in and get better results either the next time around or even as a result of the launch you've already put work into. So the first thing that I'm going to recommend after you launch is that you check the numbers. Now, some people get really caught up in like, my launch didn't go well, but it turns out the launch may not have gone as bad as you think. The first thing that you need to do is go through and check the numbers on your launch. And I just want you to check the really high level numbers. So how many people did you have go through your launch? You know, a lot of people when we're getting started, we have 50 or 60 people go through your launch. And the reality is it's just not enough data. You really want to have at least 200 people in a launch before you start evaluating how well the launch did or didn't go. Because if you have less, you just don't have a big enough sample size to figure out what's working and what's not. So I always like to say, start with your numbers. And first number to look at is how many people were in your launch? Did you actually have at least 200 people go through the launch to determine was this launch a success or not? The second really big number that I like to look at is what was your conversion rate? And this is the number of people that bought out of the number of people that were in the launch total. Now, if you're running a launch where you got mostly cold traffic, you want to see a conversion rate between like 3 and 5% in an excellent launch. That's kind of what the industry standard has been defined as by you know, just anecdotal experience and a number of different sources. So the kind of accepted number is around 3%. So if you've got 200 people in a launch and you made six to 10 sales, you actually did okay. And so I like to start with those two key numbers. What was the conversion rate and how many people were actually involved in the launch? Because if you look at those two numbers first, you can get a real high level of sense of how well the launch went. And when I work with students and clients, a lot of times what I find out is that the launch actually didn't go as bad as they think. They just didn't have enough people or they were expecting way too many sales on the way they were launching. So start with those two numbers and determine what's working well. And that's the perfect segue into the next step, which is you really need to debrief your launch. You know, it's really easy to kind of finish a launch that doesn't go well and just kind of throw your hands up in the air and say, well, I put in all the work and it didn't work out. But what you really need to do is go through and evaluate how the launch actually went beyond just the superficial numbers. So your conversion rate and the number of people in the launch gives you kind of a guiding star for what worked and what didn't work in terms of was this a successful promotion or not. But then you need to take it to the next level and do what I call a debrief. And we'll link up to episode 55 of the podcast where we talk about debriefing. And what you need to understand is that a debrief lets you deep dive into what worked and what didn't work. So just some of the stuff that you want to look at is how well did the launch go? What was the total revenue generated? And what was the total customers generated? So in your formal debrief, you again want to look at 
number of people in a launch, and conversion rate. But then you want to go even deeper and take a look at how did things sell over time? How many people bought when you opened the cart? How many people bought when you closed the cart? Did you have any upsells? What percentage of sales came through every day of the launch? We, in our launch, actually create a spreadsheet where we track sales on a day-by-day basis. So we can say, hey, on that day that I sent three emails, we got way more sales than on a day when I sent two, or we didn't have a lot of people buy when we initially opened the cart, but we had people that were buying while the cart was open. You really want to get clear on what did it look like over time, and and we actually map this out, and you can even put it on a graph. And what you want your graph to look like, if you're nerdy like me, is what's called a J-curve, where you have some sales when you open, it kind of dips for a little while, and then it peaks back up as you're closing the cart. You really want your promotion to look like that. That's a really good sign of a successful promotion as well. If it's not looking like that, then that means you've probably missed something along the way or you haven't sent strong enough emails. Once you take a look at the timeline of your results, you want to just have what I call a qualitative analysis of what went the way it went. And so what that means is take a moment to write down what actually worked during this promotion. It's really easy to get caught up and be like, you know, this promotion didn't go well. It didn't work well, blah, 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 blah. But you want to look at what worked well. Let's say you were doing a webinar. Did you have a lot of people show up for that webinar? And maybe the webinar didn't sell the way you wanted it to, but did you have a lot of people go through it, right? Maybe you ended up having a really great attendance rate. And so that could be a huge indicator that the problem isn't your launch, it's that your webinar wasn't strong enough. Maybe you did a challenge and you got a ton of people engaging in the Facebook group. Your engagement was fantastic, but it didn't lead to sales. That could be an indicator that you didn't have the right messaging for your offer. So take a moment to actually evaluate qualitatively, like without numbers, what went well. Again, it's so easy to get wrapped up in what didn't work, but we have to take the time to say what did work. So the next time that we launch, we can take a peek at what did work. Then you want to take a look at what didn't work well. And don't just write down, I didn't get sales, okay? That's not enough information to figure out what didn't work well. Get super clear. So let's go back to that webinar example. Maybe you didn't have enough people show up for the webinar. Maybe you had 200 people sign up, but only 20 actually showed up when it was time to go live. That could be a huge indicator that you need a better reminder sequence. Or maybe you did a challenge and you didn't get enough people to join the Facebook group. So you know, hey, I need to tweak what I'm doing to get more people inside of my private Facebook group. So take a look at what worked well, take a look at what didn't work well, and then based on that, take a moment to think about what can you do differently next time. So I already gave you a couple examples from the what worked well and what didn't work well, but take a moment to actually write down what can I do differently? What can I change? What do I need to tweak the next time that I'm launching? Because if you don't take the time to evaluate what needs to change, then you're just going to do the same launch again and it's not going to work out successfully. Now, once you have all of that, it's a great 
time to just say like, what was a big takeaway or what was something that I learned from this process? You know, there's an old quote that I really love. The only real mistake is one from which we learn nothing. And I think that that's so relevant to launching because, you know, maybe we wouldn't call launching a mistake, but the only time that a launch is a total, total waste of time is if you don't take something away from it. So think about what you learned. Did you learn, hey, you know, a really, really common thing that I see my audience learn is that they didn't plan. You just didn't plan. And that could be a huge takeaway. The next time you're going to launch, you need to have a plan in place. Something as simple as that. But what is something that you learned as a result of this not so successful launch that you can actually take to the bank? So now that you've checked the numbers and debriefed your launch, the next thing that you can do is survey your audience. And this is so, so key. You can survey your audience to find out why didn't they buy? And you don't want to ask just in an email like, hey, I noticed you didn't buy. You want to say something along the lines of, hey, I noticed you didn't join my program or my coaching program, and I just love to get your insight on why it's not a good fit for you. And then you can give them a link to like a survey monkey or a type form and give them the opportunity to tell you why they didn't buy in their own words. You know, up to this point, we've talked a little bit about, you know, checking your numbers and what worked well and what didn't work well. But the best source of data is going to be your customers that didn't take action. So you want to take the time to survey them and ask why they didn't buy. Now, it's really easy to get caught up on these two common responses that you're going to see, which is, I don't have the time and I don't have the money. Those are always going to be responses, okay? Always, always, always. And what I want you to pay attention to is, did you have an equal number of people saying, I don't have time and I don't have money? If you've got a relatively equal amount of those people, then it's nothing to stress over, okay? These are super common responses, and we don't want to get hung up on those. You want to be looking for some of the deeper responses, the people who are saying things like, I didn't buy because you said blah, 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 and it's not a great fit for my business, or I didn't buy because I need X, Y, Z, and it didn't seem like your course or your offer was going to provide that to me. You want to give your audience the opportunity to tell you why they didn't take action, Okay, you want to give them that opportunity. And so serving your audience or serving the people who went through the launch after the launch happens is a fantastic way to do that. In the show notes, I'm going to link up to episode number 30 for you, which talks a little bit about serving your audience and getting responses from your audience. So I want you to take a moment to check out that episode because it's going to give you some insights into what's working, what's not working in terms of surveying your audience. But I just really want to hammer home, survey your audience and ask them, why didn't you buy? Because if you don't buy, you're not going to know why they didn't take action. Now, I've got one more piece of advice for you after a launch that doesn't go quite according to plan, which is consider a downsell. Now, sometimes people just aren't ready to spend the time or the money on your program, and that's going to be your most 
common objection. I don't have the time or I don't have the money. So what a downsell does is it pairs down your offer. It makes it easier to access. So it does a couple of things. It's a smaller offer, meaning it's a smaller time commitment, but it's also a lower priced offer, meaning it's more accessible to your audience. So to give you an example of a downsell that we did that went pretty well, we launched my five-figure challenge program, which was priced at $1,000. And we knew that not everybody was going to take us up on that because of the price point, because it was a huge time commitment. And so after we launched, we put out an offer for my monthly marketing playbook membership, which was priced at $47 a month. Basically, it's a monthly membership where we walk people through a monthly action they can take to build their email list or generate more sales in their business. But it's also smaller in terms of the amount of content that you have to digest on a monthly basis. And it's way cheaper at 47 a month than say the $1,000 program that I was offering. So it worked really, really well as a downsell offer. And we ended up getting more people taking us up on the downsell than we even had by the program, which was great because it created monthly recurring revenue for us that helps build the business. So I just want you to ask yourself, what can I pivot to or what can I offer to my audience that's maybe lower priced and lower amount of a time commitment for those that are saying, hey, I just don't have the time and I just don't have the money. Now, for bonus points, you can kind of track who said, I don't have the time or I don't have the money for your offer and specifically send them an email saying, hey, I noticed you said you don't have the time or you don't have the finances to invest in what I originally offered, but I've got this other thing for you. And that's called segmenting. And it's a really great way to get super targeted on what you're offering to your audience and get them excited about investing with you, even though maybe they didn't have the finances or the ability to invest in the original offer. Okay. So I just want to recap with you real quick, some of the stuff that you can do when a launch doesn't go quite according to plan. Number one, check the numbers. Look at your conversion rate and the number of people in the launch. Do you actually have a big enough sample size to evaluate whether it worked or not? Remember, we said that you want to have at least 200 people in there and a conversion rate of 3 to 5% before you determine that a launch was a big flop because it may very well, in fact, be that the launch went okay. The second thing is to debrief and take a look at the numbers at a deeper level, but also evaluate things. What worked? What didn't work? What do you need to change? And really, what did you learn from this experience? Because anytime we learn from an experience, that's when things get better, okay? If you have a bad launch and you don't learn anything from it, that's when you've kind of missed the boat. Number three, survey your audience and find out why they didn't buy. You know, when we debrief, we kind of evaluate what we think didn't work. But until you ask your audience why they didn't take action, you don't know why it didn't work. So you really want to take the time to actually survey your audience, find out what worked, find out what didn't work and go from there. 
And then number four, consider a downsell offer. And a downsell is something that's priced lower and is a lower time commitment so that you can get the people who are saying, I don't have time or I don't have money and still get them to take action on your offer. Those four things together turn a failed launch into a great opportunity to create better growth in your business. And I just want to take a moment before we wrap up this episode to hammer home this point that I talked about at the beginning, which is a bad launch happens. Every person I know, even the most successful entrepreneurs, have had a bad launch. It does not make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that everything is going to fall apart. It just means you had one bad experience. And that's okay. The one thing that you don't want to do is get caught up in comparing your bad launch to somebody else's successful launch. When we look at online business and we look at other entrepreneurs, most people are sharing their big wins and their big launches, but we're not talking enough about the failed launches and they happen too. So just know that even if everything's not going the way you want it to, even if it's not going perfectly according to plan, you are still worth it, you are still valuable, and it's not the end of the world. So with that being said, if you had a bad launch, get out there, find out what didn't work, debrief the launch, survey your audience, and consider a downsell because it's not all is lost, okay? So get out there, crush it, And until next time, keep hustling. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com.